0: Welcome to Fullcast. I'm your host Rick, and today we have Connor from Dub Dining with us. Hi, Connor.
1: Hi, Ricardo. How are you?
0: Very good. Today we have Cote du Rhone as our weapon of choice. Lovely. So tell us a little about uh, your upbringing and how you you got where you are today. Sure, no problem.
1: Um, so I was born and raised in Dublin. Um, I'm 30 years old. Just, just unfortunately, turned 30 a couple of weeks ago. Um, Happy birthday! Thanks very much. Yeah, uh, I'm currently doing dry January, so this this wine is gonna be absolutely long overdue. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I'm by no means I'm a professional chef at all. Uh, I'm what what some people might term maybe a professional home cook. I like to have uh, you know dinner parties, have my friends over and things like that, and just kind of showcase the new the new kind of cooking. Um, techniques that I've tried to to, to develop and learn. Um, I was never into cooking before. I was always a grubber I always loved to eat, Really? and never into cooking. Yeah, this is all a new. This is a new fad for me since lockdown came uh, with COVID. Uh, I moved out just after the first lockdown with my girlfriend, and uh, she's gonna hate to hear this, but she hates cooking. Uh, <laughs> so I had to take the reins. So uh, and I then I actually started to realize, you know, I actually I kind of love doing this. It's something to do, especially when you can't leave the house. We were locked into two-kilometer radiuses. Yeah. Um. Just to put, a, I have a, I have an extensive record collection, so to put a nice record on, smoke a joint, and just cook some nice food, and I thought that was absolutely amazing.
0: So, uh, tell me, like you, you're not a chef. No. You didn't grow to be a chef. So, how the passion for food uh, came to you?
1: Um, suppose just being just being an Irish boy. Cheers, hello. That's lovely. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: decent. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I grew, I grew up in a house with, 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 with two sisters and my mum and my dad. And um, my mum was always the, the the chef in the house, and she, in fairness, to her, an absolutely brilliant cook. Like so, everything that she made was always absolutely top notch. Uh, so that that's where I actually kind of developed a taste for food, I suppose. I absolutely just loved eating, uh, mad combinations. I get slagged all the time because I put broccoli in everything. Everything gets broccoli <laughs> into it, even desserts. We get broccoli into it. So, uh, yeah. Really? No, no, no. That's no, no, no. no, no, no. Like, just...
0: you you can, but like I never tried.
1: And I wouldn't either. I wouldn't think it would go down too well. No. Um. There used to be an old school dessert in 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 Ireland anyway called uh, a a Brocker Glory. It's kind of yeah. like an ice cream sundae. Yeah. Uh, I used to joke to say to my sisters, I'm going to make an, a, a, a Nicker Brocker glory, so it'd be bro- broccoli and <laughs> ice cream. like so. Uh, Are you
0: the the oldest?
1: No, I'm a middle child. Middle one. Middle oh, yeah, the so ne- two sisters.
0: Ne- the neg- neglected The one, neglected, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you said it, <laughs> Ricardo. <yeah. laughs> my sister told me, I'm the youngest. So, uh, like that that being said, like uh, did, did you watch any cooking shows when you were young?
1: my man watches cooking shows all the time like master chef great british bake off stuff like that but to be honest i never did i never ever did um obviously i know like jamie oliver
0: yeah
1: uh, gordon ramsay and stuff and uh, i follow them on instagram their Mm. instagram pages are very cool yeah to be completely honest i really kind of through youtube youtube videos and uh, instagram reels is where i learned how to do all the cooking that i do yeah and
0: then when that uh, click for you like i have to cook after you move out from home and mm-hmm. the lockdown, and your girlfriend just like, oh, you know, you need to cook. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of. Well, like, I moved out at 18 to go to university, and I moved to Galway yeah. uh, for a couple of years. So, my mom taught me how to cook, like, the, the basics, you know, a spaghetti, but an Irish version of spaghetti bolognese, chili con carne. Yeah. Uh, Easy, easy dinners. So I I started cooking then at 18, but I didn't really have a passion for it. It was just get it done, get it out of the way, and then do the washing up two or three weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I just started doing it just for something to do because like I said, I was at home all day. I was working from home throughout the pandemic. I had nowhere to go, couldn't see people. We were stuck at home, so I just started cooking. And as I started to kind of tweak techniques, certain ways that I like to do it, I could see that I was actually starting to get... I'm not going to say good at cooking, but I was starting to get better. Yeah. Um, particularly with like, I like to try to make everything homemade. I didn't like to buy anything that was like, a, like a, a jar of pesto. I hated to buy a jar of pesto or a jar of marinara sauce. I wanted to make those myself. Yeah. Uh, make bell buns, make homemade pasta. Wow. Um, just tried to see how far I could go by making and it myself.
0: Would you describe yourself a foodie?
1: I suppose I would have to, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um. And-
0: yeah, no, no, keep going, sorry. Yeah,
1: sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I think I definitely describe myself as a foodie. Um, it's it's become a huge passion of mine. I used to always love eating food, but now I want to make food and try and make it better than the last time I made it. Yeah. So I think some people are starting to get a bit frustrated that every time I say I cook food, like if I go home to my mom's house, I'll cook dinner for everybody, but I think it's been the same dinner every single time <laughs> and they just want something new now, but I'm just trying to get it better and better and better each time, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah but that that's what make the great chefs. Mm-hmm consistency and sometimes not making once you need to make like 10 20 30 100 times or 1000 times to get it to perfection mm. and that's the way you are going you know simple yeah. as and you said you make your bun. yeah how was that for you because it's a tricky uh, okay uh, okay can be tricky if mm-hmm. you don't know the techniques mm-hmm. how how went for you
1: uh, they were okay i've done it twice um Definitely room for improvement, a million percent. But the second time, I could see that I had made huge improvement from the first time. I'd learned from a couple of mistakes I had made, and so maybe the third time uh, could be the trick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Third time lucky, as they say. How was the
0: first one? How how it came?
1: What happened was I think I didn't have. I was. I did it with like um, like a roast duck, uh, kind of a filling. I wanted to do like a slow cooked duck breast in like hoisin sauce. And the, the filling wasn't actually ready by the time I started the bell, So then the bell was finished and it had gone cold by the time the, the filling was done. Yeah. I reheated it in the oven and they were very dry
0: and, and how, hard. So. How, how was your duck?
1: The duck was beautiful, yeah. The duck was perfect. Yeah, 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 the duck was lovely, yeah. But uh, yeah, the bow did not work. So the second time I tried it then, I think I did, yeah, I did um, tonkatsu bow, So it was like a pork fillet in, in, um, wow. in a katsu, it's not katsu crumbs, what is it? Panko, panko, panko crumbs, panko, yeah. yeah. Um, that was much better, but I could still—they were quite delicate, you know. If I bent it too much, it was going to rip down the down the middle. Uh, yeah, whereas I, know, I need them yeah. to stay consistent, you know. So definitely room for improvement on but those. That's great.
0: Yeah. But what what got your passion? I would mm-hmm. say was pasta, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pasta would be my favorite thing to make for sure. Yeah.
0: And you have a special recipe, a secret recipe for that, or you you just. Learn as you go And you start to play around
1: If I had a secret recipe I probably wouldn't reveal it But I, I don't I don't have a secret recipe at all From
0: where you got the
1: recipe Yeah, yeah, YouTube. No, yeah YouTube Yeah YouTube yeah. Actually I got Yeah YouTube Yeah, Joshua Wiseman is a, is a chef on Binging with Babish actually I got the uh, Do you know him? Binging with Babish
0: I heard yeah, before Yeah it's a yes. YouTube
1: channel Yeah, I, did, I got the pasta And gnocchi recipes from him It works? Uh, yeah it does Now I tweak it a lot So I made um, Just after Christmas I made my whole family Like a ravioli dinner and Ooh. that was definitely my best one so far. Um, How many eggs are you so using? So that's the thing. I've been tweaking. I've never done the same recipe twice for making the pasta. Still, really? I've always tweaked it. Kind of. Yeah. What I think I was doing was I was using full eggs constantly. So I was doing like a, for every hundred grams of flour, I'd do one egg. Yeah. And I've started dialing to, dialing that back a bit. So now I'm doing like, like I think I cooked for nine people last time. So like nine grams, or yeah, nine eggs. But I used so six full eggs and maybe three egg yolks.
0: Yeah, get on it. top yeah. of that
1: and then like 900 grams of flour so it's starting to get better but I'd actually probably dial that back again and do more yolks to eggs what
0: kind of flour you use? zero
1: zero 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 it's hard oh, to get though yeah. it's hard to find yeah, yeah. Uh, super value is the only place I can seem to get it in. really? yeah I can't get wow. it anywhere else and yeah.
0: they're great for pizzas everything it's yeah, perfect yeah Flour. It's perfect flower yeah. absolutely
1: so that's my venture tomorrow is I'm going to make pizzas tomorrow really? evening. yeah yeah. so like I said I'm doing dry January I'm going to cave tomorrow and have a joint and uh, have the house to myself and just do a pizza night for myself I think do
0: yeah. you have a pizza oven or pizza uh, no stone?
1: I don't my sister just bought one the other day so she's been lashing but, the pizzas out of it yeah she's got a, an uni pizza oven so Oh, they, they
0: actually the wooden oven or the, the, the gas one
1: I think it's gas I think gas. yeah yeah but um, I'm looking forward to trying a pizza out of it definitely wow. yeah it looks cool there yeah. is
0: a, a have a good recipe i have to say if you want i can give you later absolutely yeah yeah. to to fucked up you need to be a genius okay okay the way i do my recipes are like literally the way i describe is you need to write a recipe like if you're writing a recipe for a Mm three-year-old no offense to people but like sometimes people just go dumb when they're following a recipe for sure and like bakery or uh, desserts, you need to follow a recipe. Mm-hmm. If you're doing anything like that, and you go playing around sometimes, or you go amazing, or you fucked up. Mm-hmm. So uh, pizza, I would say, is similar because like bread, yeah, ends the temperature of your oven. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming to get a pizza oven. There is a place, a uh, uh, good wood, okay, uh, Drahida, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, those guys are my co-dealer. <laughs> I used to have my coal dealer used to be before Brexit. It was from UK, so I want a nice proper coal. Mm -hmm. You went to Brazil, yeah? So you probably had barbecue there, yeah? Oh, for sure Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you get there, you have a proper coal. You make such a difference. Mm. And here, normally, you get those briquettes that is basically um, the dust of the wood, Mm -hmm. and they compress and they bake. Let's Mm -hmm. say so you get that. It's, It's not good. So that guy has farms in in. Egypt and he import the wood dry for 20, uh, 12 months and bring over so it's not over dry it's not uh, humid so it's just the perfect wood Super. and I, I normally go there I come back with four or five bags of wood yeah plus coal <laughs> and they have a beautiful woven there and I it's my dream to get there Yes, yeah. you can put five pizzas at the same time. No way, yeah. Yes. For so I makes such a difference. But nonetheless, I use that recipe here at home. The right. only thing I did, I bought a stone and let the oven go hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets hot, I put the pizza in. That's it. Pre-cook a little, and then take it off and then put the toppings and put in or you're going to crisp it up too much. Yeah. But yeah, I want to see that pizza. Post, yeah? Oh, yeah? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for
1: sure. I'll make sure to post for you, Rick. So,
0: How would you describe uh, your palate? Um, probably
1: a very typically Irish palate. Like I would have grown up having like roast dinners, stews, stuff like that. And then obviously, as Ireland kind of started to become a bit more of a diverse community, and other restaurants were getting set up, then I started to kind of deviate into more, uh, I suppose, exotic foods. Uh, Growing up, Rick, I would have had a really basic palate. Like, I didn't eat cheese. I would have eaten, like, only burgers, chips, chicken nuggets. Really? For years, man. Like, for a long time. And I think maybe when I was gone about maybe 14, 15, 16, and we were starting on foreign holidays, you'd try new things over in in Spain or Portugal or the the Canary Islands.
0: Oh, Um, yeah.
1: And even Crete. Like, we went to Crete, and I had, like, it was, like, a complete culture uh, time bomb, a complete culture bomb to me, like... um, all these different type of fields I have so i started to experiment a bit more uh, like octopus and uh, a lot more seafood i used to never eat seafood and things really so, yeah, yeah wow
0: so uh, like uh, now you let's say elevate your palate definitely yeah. uh, what would be comfort food for you
1: comfort food um well i think my favorite cuisine would be italian so like lots of cheese which is funny because i didn't <laughs> use to eat cheese yeah, yeah. Uh, like sauces so like I love like a like a ragu or like a like a cream like a, like a, like a um, an alfredo things like that with garlic bread and just lots of carbs lots the cheese oh yeah yeah uh, it just make you feel an extra stone heavier after eating it that's comfort <laughs> food to me like, yeah. <laughs> have been in Italy before I have not been to Italy no, really no it's on my what, list. What,
0: what do you learn about Alfredo
1: the internet just Instagram really? Instagram YouTube and yeah. things like that yeah yeah
0: that's something like a first uh, official holiday with my wife, we went there and said, I want to go to Alfredo de Roma, lovely because that's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. And then they, I went to the, go to the restaurant, and then we didn't, but okay, got a little bit frustrated with that. But like the difference, the way they do the mm-hmm. pasta Ah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's all the techniques, isn't it? Like yeah. it's it's crazy. I tried to do um, ah, uh, what is it called? It's just it's Cassio e Pepe.
0: Ah uh, yes and
1: it's it sounds so basic it's literally pepper pecorino cheese and like tagliatelle yes and it was so difficult like it was it came out yeah. it was completely all over the place it was not presentable it didn't it, did it, split? it Uh yeah a little bit yeah but yeah. I definitely put too much pepper in it was like yeah, oh, yeah my nose was on fire like it was uh, it was uncomfortable <laughs> to eat it, yeah
0: <laughs> did you know like uh is a hard cheese parmesan mm-hmm. and parmesan when you get a hard cheese cook people don't know that and that's the part we were talking uh, earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, like hard cheese the temperature you want to cook is between 60 to 65 degrees anything above that you're gonna split the cheese Mm -hmm. because it's a hard cheese Mm -hmm. it's like same with the goobie cheese from South Ireland you get that if you want to make a mousse Mm -hmm. swear to God I managed to to make that for 500 people no way yeah 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 and I got one of the senior chefs in the company to look after that thanks God my order came over order uh, I was supposed to order five wheels and they sent like five cases all right and each case was like three thanks God because he fucked up two times in the <laughs> and then the first time he did I said look I told you you need to put in the thermomix in mm-hmm. small batches control the temperature you're gonna fucked up that mm-hmm. oh no no I know I know how to cook you know like typical chef yeah uh, second time fucked up I said you know what get up <laughs> do what I'm doing there, whatever. Uh, I look after that. Yeah. So uh, uh, hard cheese is very hard to cook.
1: Absolutely, yeah, So yeah, no uh, it's something
0: lesson. interesting, you'd say. So uh, Italian food is your dream. Yeah. Is your go food
1: for sure? Go to, so, absolutely.
0: So like, do you have um, do you have any recipe of your pastas that, or any pasta you you would use uh, as your Favorite passage cook, which one would be your favorite passage cook? Um,
1: I think it was initially like I like doing a carbonara just because it's again it's quite simple with regards to the ingredients, but the technique mm-hmm. you have to have the technique correct, otherwise, yes. it won't turn out the right way. Um,
0: Italian carbonara or Irish carbonara? Well, this is it, it's, very, it's a very,
1: very hot subject, isn't it? Um, I would say an Italian carbonara, but an Italian person would absolutely lift me out of it for saying it's an Italian carbonara, so like I would just buy like bacon lardons and uh, parmesan and, and use egg yolks. I actually use That's full it. eggs in my carbonara and not really? just the egg yolks. Yeah, I use the full egg. All right. Yeah. See, my issue is I don't know what to do with the egg whites after I've separated them. Oh. I don't know what to do like unless I'm having cocktails like a whiskey sour, I don't know what to do. Get them. Yeah. Keep aside. Okay.
0: Bleach them to make a souffle. Okay. That's your dessert done. Yeah. You just make a compote in a pan. Normally non-stick pan is the best. You make a compote, leave there. Finish dinner, you just beat that with sugar, Mm -hmm. pour on top, put in the oven, fluff up, slice up, eat everyone. Okay. So the best way to do a souffle, if you actually have your molds, sugar, uh, butter, Mm -hmm. sugar, you put it on the bottom, your flavor, whatever you want to put, and then you put your um, souffle on top. Normally you need to make, mix with yolks as well, but like you can do without and get a little bit lighter, more healthy. Sure. And that's it.
1: I should have brought my notepad.
0: Don't worry, don't worry. I think you're gonna put. <laughs> I should get a note here, uh, here, like a chef. Take my pen to get a note to uh, send it me. I'm gonna make a video and put on that, uh, put in a uh, YouTube. Super. I'll remind you you will see it. that the Definitely rest will be there. Class. It's simple, simple, simple. So uh, the yolk, normally when you make. How you do it? Do you put a splash of hot water or anything?
1: Yeah, so I'd use the pasta water. Yeah, but what caught me out with the Casio e Pepe was I used the hot water straight away when you should actually probably put it aside and, like I said, bring it down to the 60 65 yeah. degree mark because I put it in like a it's 90 straight degrees away. probably. Yeah, yes. I just completely boil the cheese and yeah. then the, yeah. the
0: best way the way I do is anything you need to do something like that. Uh, first, I will be whisking my yolks. Put in like in the bain maria on top of the water mm. as a steam. Put the cheese. Uh, sorry, the cheese I put after. Uh, put the pepper. Mix, 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 mix. Put a little bit of water. Very gentle. Uh, like too hot, or you're going to literally uh, split the egg So well. mm. You add a little bit. Add a little bit more. Or if your water is too hot, just put a splash of cold water first to mm-hmm. mix and you start to add up. And then the moment you see that emulsification happening, you throw your cheese in the mm. last minute. It's like risotto. Yeah, oh Jesus Christ, risotto here in Ireland. Uh, sometimes I want to kill people. <laughs> my first job was in a fine line Italian restaurant, yeah. Okay, and my job was risotto, swear to god. The risotto, you don't need to do anything. People put cream here, uh, just like mm-hmm. oh my god. Is basically you need to release the starch mm-hmm. in the last minute. You throw your knob of butter to give that uh silkness and in the mouth and the shine. And then you put your parmigiano and go mm. shake, 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 shake. Perfect. Yeah. This starch will make so creamy, so creamy. Anyway, I you do love a good risotto as well. I think actually yeah. touching
1: on risotto and arancini is something that I would love to have a go at as well. But uh, I've never tried it, so it's definitely going to be a trial and error.
0: And so, I'll tell you something. Sure. Uh, normally you put the herbs inside to cook or something like that for an arancini. Mm. Talking about this. Uh, How is your cooking with uh, herbs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> My cooking with herbs—it's at the moment—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's relatively basic. i, I kind of—I tried to cook a little bit with—with with, uh, with cannabis. I've made a couple of like, like brownies and cookies. A real stereotypical, cooking yeah. with cannabis um, recipes. But what I would love to actually do with the page, like like I said, like I'm not I'm not a professional chef. I don't have any culinary experience. I just kind of wanted to start learning how to cook and make techniques for a certain amount of meals. And then going forward, hopefully this year, I'll start trying to infuse uh, the cannabis herb into the meals. Yeah. So like if I could make like a, like a lasagna that gets you stoned, I think that would be absolutely <laughs> class, you know? Uh, I think an easy one would be, I think you you actually said it to me during the week on Instagram, a steak, I was cooking a steak. Uh, yeah, I and obviously saw your just Use the can of butter and, yeah. and baste it with the can of butter it would be a good start anyways. Um, wow. So yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I got to Amsterdam quite a lot. I'm actually going next month with a few of my friends. And I actually, I can't find anywhere over there that that does kind of cannabis-infused meals. It's only brownies and little edibles like that, so.
0: Yes, yeah. uh, it's surprising, but I have to say, the cooking, like, whatever you wanna say, like, it's not, it's not about the the, the, the uh, legalization, let's say, in, in Amsterdam or Netherlands in general. I would say the cooking there and the chefs there is so amazing. The mm-hmm. food there. Have been the food Holland there.
1: I haven't no. <gasps> no, I'll take a note of that as wow. well. Wow!
0: Yeah. It's basically I don't recall now. It's close to the Van Gogh Museum. It's basically sure. two or three stops from the Van Gogh Museum. Is a old train uh, yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yard. It's like a big warehouse, and they put loads of food stalls around. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, you order here, uh, my my advice, order and start to go in each one and okay. get the food. By the time you finish the last one, you go back and start collect all. And sit down, there's a massive bar in the middle.
1: Love it.
0: Loads of beer. Beer and food like crazy. I Sweet. love. Uh, we went there in April. Mm-hmm. Swear to God. I had so much, but like I I agree, like for a country and a place you have legalized, Mm -hmm. I would be expecting they being more open or uh, I would say open Mm -hmm. to actually to to use that as a part of the cooking. Uh, Would you be? um, Do you think that should be the next step for the cannabis
1: in Ireland? or in Amsterdam
0: in in, in in general, in Ireland as well like i don't
1: know yeah well in of course i think it should be legal in Ireland um but that's a whole other podcast i think to be honest that's that's a whole <laughs> other political podcast um but in Amsterdam definitely i i'm actually i'm I'm taking it back that i can't find for the life of me a restaurant that will utilize cannabis in its in its cuisine
0: because in California they do they do
1: definitely they do yeah. they do a yeah. lot yeah uh,
0: and like something i was uh, even i'm about to ask you like in no, other countries, it's legal to have even pop seeds, mm-hmm. like for cakes.
1: That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then,
0: like I said, okay, uh, uh, you can't make uh, whatever the opium with pop seeds <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> for cooking. You need to be like, uh, like the guys from uh, uh, Breaking Bad, you know, <laughs> to, to probably uh, do that. I, I don't have idea. So it's um, it's true. I, I believe, like the, like in other cultures, mm-hmm. they would be using for. Uh, Cooking and bring the good benefits that may have. Do you have any knowledge or anything of what the the cannabis could bring to the food or to us as a benefit, apart from being high?
1: Yeah, apart from the, <laughs> apart from being good crack and having fun with um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, there's definitely benefits to it. Like if like obviously for people that are um, terminally ill, that's that's a no-brainer. I think if it yeah. takes away people's pain, helps them to sleep, brings back their appetite. Yeah. It's a no brainer that it should be allowed to be used. On a recreational front, like I said, it's a totally different uh, conversation. But um yeah, like it grows in the it grows in the ground. I don't see why it can't why it yeah. can't be something legal. When you can smoke cigarettes, you can go to the pub and kid yourself on whiskey, <laughs> why can you not smoke a joint? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mental.
0: One of the things I was reading a time ago was regarding the um, before the Second World War Marijuana was growing everywhere, mm-hmm. and is apparently is very good for to make paper mm-hmm. uh, as a fiber to to for clothes everything, mm-hmm. and it's easier to grow, it's quicker to grow, use less water uh, environment environmentally mm-hmm. is amazing, and for the cooking, in some cultures they use as a healing process, mm-hmm. and they're seeing that just as a medicine, but for the cooking is a different ball game. Yeah. And like, w- would you see yourself in the future uh, cooking more uh, with marijuana to try to find a balance on that? Or is just to see, uh, instead of smoking, you'll be actually eating?
1: Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I see myself cooking with it a lot more. Like I have a good few of my friends that would smoke a lot of cannabis are giving me grief saying, would you just will you just make this, make that, make this with weed in it. And then some of my other friends that don't smoke cannabis at all are also a bit intrigued and they're like, Do you know what, if you are making like a pizza that'll get you stoned or a <laughs> steak that'll get you stoned, I want to try to count me in. Um, but even in regards to the flavor, like it has a very, very distinct flavor. Yes. So if you were to look at it strictly from a culinary standpoint, I think you could definitely, you could ruin dishes, don't get me wrong, but I think you could definitely make some dishes taste nicer if you got the right balance of cannabis to the other flavors. It's almost like using like a season like rosemary or thyme. Do you know what yes. I mean? If you could use cannabis ever so slightly.
0: What What do you think would match with the flavor?
1: Mm. It totally depends. Totally depends on a person's palate. I think obviously it goes quite well with sweets. You know, with chocolate, yes. and cookies, and things. Because that's why it's stereotypically infused with those things already. But um. Personally, I think like a like a bechamel like a, like a cannabis infused bechamel could be lovely like for layering the lasagna, for instance
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah
0: That's very interesting. Like I don't know how it would be the flavor Yeah, because I never actually tried sure. to see it like how like I know they smell but like flavor-wise would be similar for for like the, For the cannabis when you're eating flavor is similar because like I don't know like I, I tried a cake mm-hmm. uh, three times when I went to Amsterdam many many years ago I would say it was my the worst money spent in my life <laughs> first time I got it I had nothing nothing happened I said "You fuckers yeah. you still 10 years from me and that was like about like 15 years ago sure and then I said fuck this no thank you and then uh, Second time the same, I got it. Walked through the city and I look. and said, "Okay, nothing happened. Let's drink." And I went to drink <laughs> because, like, my my problem with the smoking is like my eyes start to get itchy. Okay. So I, I can't. For mm-hmm. me, I can't. Uh, so I'm trying to think and see what, why why would work. You know, the mushrooms I wouldn't do it. No. Mushrooms I wouldn't do it. Okay. I think that's a little bit too too much for our of too much for me. Sure. I would try like. Pig's brain, eyes oh, yeah. to eat. I tried. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, when you cook like in Brazil, uh, you get the the pig in the in the literally get the pig all open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you put in the barbecue, so you get uh, the brain will cook. Mm-hmm. So after that, you just open. You got. I know it can be disgusting, guys. Sorry, <laughs> but, but I'm a chef. I need to try. For sure. So I try. It's like a pate. Really? Yeah. Oh, very nice, sweet, okay, and yeah. smoked pate. Like, uh, you need to close your eyes and, and eat. Yeah, yeah, Like, for me, the worst, and I wouldn't try again, was, uh, that, that was in college, was before we graduated, and we got a pig in a stick. And after a few beers, of course, people start to dare, what are you going to eat? And I, I said, okay, I tried the eyeball, so I don't need to pay for my, my share, you know? <laughs> and then they said, okay, go. I tried, it was like a verification. have I ever tried a verification? No, it's basically when you do molecular cuisine, you make those spheres. So when you put it in your mouth, you bite.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah. So I you recommend, no n- No, it was a little <laughs> bit too too much
0: for me. But flavor was fine. But like the the, the texture and the oh no no no
1: not no. for I, you no no no, no not no. anymore. I think as exotic as I went in Brazil was you we went to a, a steakhouse, absolutely class. It was called. Uh, uh, Boco de Boco de Cow or something like that. In, Faux de Chant, no? Uh, yeah.
0: Fogo de yeah, 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 yeah. In Rio, yeah.
1: and uh, we got chicken hearts in there, uh, and it was actually fine. It was not a butter. It was cool. I didn't it didn't did faze me like it was fine. Um, that was as exotic as I got. Really? In probably. I'll yeah. tell you
0: something. I made a barbecue uh, last year here, uh, just after Patty's Day, and the neighbors, like here, all the neighbors. Are local sure they're not from brazil or poland they are all local and we we're having the barbecue that was a cracker so to god we're having the barbecue and i made the chicken hearts sure and i do a um, mix with lime coriander like a chimichurri but like yeah. not not spicy okay so after you finish the hearts i toss on that and i was passing around and serving so uh Dean and his son was there eating, you know, like, oh, that's so good. What is that? I said, chicken hearts. And they started to laugh and kept eating, you know, like <laughs> mouthful. And they said, oh, that's really cool. But how you make look like chicken, like like that? And I said, it's chicken hearts. And they stopped to bite. You could see like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? I said, yeah, actually, he is the chicken heart. And I was, wow, mm. give me more.
1: <laughs> Fair play to them. So they kept going.
0: Kept going yeah. like uh, after ten minutes they are eating. I sure. didn't want to say because majority of the people put off just to think yeah, about it. Yeah. It's the same with uh, like chicken feet. Mm-hmm. When I came to Ireland, chicken feet is beautiful to make jus because okay. it's just the right amount of gelatin you're gonna find in. Mm-hmm. The flavor is gentle. Everything's perfect. And I, I went to order chicken feet, and they said no, we don't do it.
1: They wouldn't give them to you.
0: No, no, they they they, they literally a the bean. Literally trying a bean, because they will not use. Nuts. Like about fifteen years ago, when I came to Ireland, I I was homesick and I said I want to make a feijoada. Probably you had in Brazil. For who doesn't know, a feijoada is a black bean stew. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But you put few parts can be, um, let's say, challenging. Okay. For people who doesn't know, like we put big ears, big tongue. Uh, you put the cheek. And normally, cheek people said, "Okay, I can eat the pig's cheek, mm-hmm. but uh, they will not eat the ear and the tongue." Nonetheless, I got that. I went to the butcher. I said, "Look, I want to buy a pig's head for what? I, I want to cook." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy came to me and said, uh, "Thursday, I got my my pigs here, and I can get to a pig's head." Are you sure? I said, "Yeah, why not?" Ah, oh, normally, you throw in a bean. I said, "What? <laughs> you are trying to bean? Yeah." So I come here on Thursday, so I went there and bought a full head and give a fiver for the guy because he would have thrown in the bin. Crazy. And like uh, people get put off for that. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's all about the change and understand and uh, educate your palate, mm-hmm. in, my, in my opinion. Yeah. So in, for you, how you try to educate people with your cooking and the, uh, what kind of people you want to get? With your cooking in with marijuana um, or cannabis, whatever one would call. Yeah, I'm. I'm not
1: sure. anybody Anybody that has an interest in it, I suppose. Um, like I only really started. I started the page because I was kind of as I was learning how to cook. I was, uh, you know, dating my friends and family with pictures. Yeah. Because I'm not on Instagram personally, so I would just send them pictures on WhatsApp, and uh, everyone was just saying to me, "We just set up Instagram. Stop sending these pictures. Like we'll just we'll see them all in one place." <laughs> and so i just I, I took their advice and set it up so it's kind of like it's got like a couple of followers on it and um yeah if i could if like at the moment it's only been people that have followed me i've been just into general cooking um so if i could take it to the next level and start cooking with cannabis i'm sure that would open up doors to new kind of followers and people with new with different type of interests um and i could educate people maybe that like you don't just have to cook desserts brownies cookies whatever with cannabis you can cook anything under the sun you can have a full irish fry i'm sure somehow you could infuse your cannabis into your fry up in the mornings or into your into your blt (laughs) sandwiches or some way into into every aspect of of what you cook in the kitchen
0: Big simple potato hash
1: Exactly, and yeah. that, yeah, that yeah, actually, yeah. the name
0: would work. Put the hash in the potato <laughs> hash. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> Breakfast edition. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think people need to be more open-minded. What? How you think, uh, how you feel with the um, Irish society in general? Do you think we are closed-minded?
1: Um, definitely whenever I was growing up in the early 90s, I would have said definitely closed-minded. Yeah, I think obviously because there's a lot more cultures coming into Ireland now, a lot more kind of different restaurants being established and even different kind of grocery shops you know you can you can go to like if you go to Moore Street it's not just stall trades anymore you know you can go to you can go to East African store you can go to Chinese stores you can get really specific ingredients uh, which weren't available back in the day Um, I think we are getting better but like again whenever Ireland was a much poorer country like we used to eat boiled pig's feet and lamb hearts and things like that like well I didn't but my my parents would have done eating things like that growing up so um. yeah with regards to the cuisine definitely I think Ireland has come on leaps and bounds but if I like I'm a huge sushi fan I love going for sushi right and my dad if I told my dad that I went out for a sushi meal and it was like 120 euro he'd be absolutely disgusted what do you mean you spent 120 euro on uncooked food like, what the hell is wrong with you he'd be he'd be astounded by that but he's very much a, a rasher sandwich yeah man, like he doesn't like to deviate at all like if you put down a plate of vegetables or a salad in front of him he would hit
0: the roof so did you manage to go to sushi restaurants in Sao Paulo yes
1: and not in Sao Paulo no in Rio 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 I did yeah Yeah. I can't think of the name of it now but um, absolutely amazing and I think I didn't I I got everything that I wanted and it was like in euros it came out to like 65 euro or something and that was a bottle of wine it was wow it was really cheap compared to other plate like I've been to I went to a really good sushi restaurant in Austin Texas yeah uh, just before I went to Brazil and like, that was like $600. And then for the same standard in Brazil, it was like 65 So I was like blown away. By Jesus that.
0: Christ, I'm going to the wrong restaurants when I go to Brazil, <laughs> I
1: think. <laughs> I'll send you on the name anyway, Rick. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was near the Copacabana. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, last time I went to Rio, I was in Ipanema.
1: Oh yeah, lovely yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Spend Cop- the day there.
0: Yeah yeah, uh, Copacabana is more, uh, in my opinion, more tourist.
1: Absolutely yeah yes. yeah yeah. Hence why I was there.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you a seafront.
1: Yeah yeah, I stayed in the Hilton on the seafront, so oh, yeah, yeah it oh was lovely. lovely place yeah, there. It's very very nice yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. when I uh, we went there, me and my wife, we spent like a couple of days and literally, fucking hell left a kidney and <laughs> an arm, so here, take it! So expensive, but like uh, in Sao Paulo, I don't know if you, didn't know, you know that, the biggest amount of, uh, like, colony of Japanese out of Japan is in Brazil. Oh, I didn't know that. And in Sao Paulo, there is an area called Liberties. Okay. And if you go there, all the signs in Japanese and Portuguese. Right. And the lamps, like the Chinese lamps we call here, yeah, yeah. is the Japanese lamps there, and like you go there, there's a lady, uh, she has a restaurant. It's a little bit bigger than his uh, living room. It's just her and her sister. In the the building, go to one end to another. One road here, the another road here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the front, the main road is her husband's restaurant.
1: Right. Okay. And he
0: was successful. Everyone goes there to eat. But the problem is, in Brazil, the life style is different. So the things start to happen after 10 p.m., as you probably noticed. Mm-hmm. So after two in the morning, when the chefs are leaving, they don't have anywhere to go to eat. Yeah. And they want to eat sushi or something like that. So they didn't have where to go. So it's a tiny door. Literally, is about that wide, about a meter wide, okay. with those bandanas, whatever, in Japanese. So you need to bend to get in. You get in you can sit about like 12 people and that all the top chefs in sao paulo was going there no way and she got an award as one of the best best restaurants in sao paulo Brilliant. they sent to her and she looked at them and what's that yeah oh no no you need to go there because your restaurant won the award mm. not even her husband got that she <laughs> got that and she said i don't give a shit i cook here for the chefs i don't care I and that. she didn't care Deli. lovely when i went there lovely service amazing fucking expensive yeah yes yes <laughs> it's because like the way the service goes the product she's using is everything her husband would like to use mm-hmm. and she does that with such a passion and the food i'm not spoil, but like you probably notice philadelphia everywhere yeah there yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> a sushi place here in, in dublin Oh, yeah, uh, check the it Braz... no 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 in in sit center oh, brazilian yeah. sushi all yes. right yeah yes
1: I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah, and there's a
0: guy close to you there uh, in the north side. I think the name is Ikigai. Ooh, yeah, I need to talk to him. Uh, he he does as well, but he do deliveries. So you right. pre-order and he makes for you and bring to you.
1: Nice. Fresh. Lovely. Fresh. Yeah. Really
0: nice. Uh, I can't because, like, literally... Too uh, far. Too far for him. But uh fair price, really good sushi. Connor, what would be the next level... Of for the chefs here in Ireland, do you think, uh, or like for the legalization, do you think would happen here in the next 10 20 years and then that will be open more doors?
1: Yeah, I would like to think that it would be that we progress beyond uh, the old school way of thinking that we're currently in now. Um, however, like you know, i like we previously mentioned, Amsterdam doesn't have any cannabis cuisine restaurants. And they're legalized. They've legalized weed for I don't know how long. So uh, I don't know. Dublin never have a legalized cannabis uh, restaurant experience, but um, it would definitely be welcome uh, for, for many people. I think. And um, for the next step, though, if you were to take the cannabis out of it, the next step, um, like I noticed in some in some places when I travel, there's like cool, like you said, like a Brazilian sushi restaurant. Like in Brazil, in Rio, there was like a Peruvian f- infused cantonese restaurant it was like peruvian and i was a peruvian and vietnamese it was like yeah a southern american country and an an asian country uh, infused in the food so it was it was crazy it was absolutely gorgeous food but i couldn't put my finger on like which part of it was asian which part (laughs) of it was south american it was just it it was just an explosion of flavors very cool restaurant um fusion yeah fusion yeah, yeah yeah I think maybe Dublin could do a few more fusion restaurants Um yeah yeah
0: but uh, with so many people around like I see the Soho of Dublin is around rat mines mm-hmm. so many cultures there and it's like exactly in the center people that have money to spend and so many different restaurants little restaurants doing so much lovely food there uh, from Venezuela to uh, Irish cuisine, mm. you're gonna find that, that long road there in, in right minds. Mm-hmm. With that saying, those guys, I know half of those guys there would be very happy if legalized
1: for sure, for sure, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: they're. Market for that? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Like in my opinion, comparing with Amsterdam, Amsterdam they are continental. Everything mm-hmm. is kind of mix and match. Mm-hmm. Here in Ireland, I think we will be more like California. I think, sense. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, we
1: have our own kind of way of doing things, our own yes. viewpoints. Yeah.
0: Because if you stop and think. 20 years ago, Ireland, mm-hmm. they didn't know the difference between picanha and strip loin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, picanha at <laughs> this stage. So uh, they, they used to sell the picanha as a strip loin. And You look at say, man, you could make double of the money with that tiny piece of a kilo and a half. Yeah. And you're selling for half of the price. <laughs> what do you have in your mind? So um, I, I think we do have that market for that. Uh, and do you like, and then that's come for the previous question. Do you think they, uh, their market and their people? I know there are people trying to legalize here in Ireland. Do mm-hmm. you think that will happen?
1: I think it will eventually. Yeah, yeah. I think Ireland aren't very well. Ireland are hit and miss. If they kind of, if they, if they uh, come to the forefront of something like, uh, like gay marriage, I think that was in like twenty fifteen. Ireland were fantastic with that regard. They were so at the front of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that everyone should have equal rights um, I would love to see Ireland take the same initiative with uh, drug reform and I don't just mean with cannabis legislation I mean like like a, like if uh, someone's addicted to heroin they should be able to do heroin in a safe place Yeah. And, and they shouldn't be considered a criminal because they have heroin in their possession that's probably a bit too heavy and again another podcast uh, yeah. but I would be I would think that Ireland is quite old school with their regards to uh, drug possession I still think dealing drugs should be illegal uh, mm-hmm. but being in possession of drugs for personal use I don't see why that should ever be a crime that is actually more of a social issue than a criminal issue in my opinion and that's regardless of the drug
0: oh yes yeah. I agree I agree mm-hmm. because like Amsterdam or uh, Amsterdam in, in in general is refer for the capital of uh, drugs whatever mm-hmm. you want to call uh, but there are other countries they legalize afterwards and they're way more progressive than Netherlands mm-hmm. Netherlands kind of stuck in the in 1980s or 90s mm-hmm. when they legalize um, and then like if you go to Spain you have how they call it in Spain is knockoff shop they call uh, it's
1: like a cannabis club kind of thing yeah. yes
0: yeah. smoking club
1: smoking club Smoking still. club.
0: yes and like in Portugal is legalized as well yeah. there's so many places legal legal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't know I should be do, doing a research before I sit down with you <laughs> to check those things in, in, in depth to understand a little bit more but I think now with the politicians changing, mm. you know, is that now if you stop and think, the politicians, the old school, mm. they're from 1980s. Yeah. And they are in the power. Yeah. They'll be out in the next five, ten years. And then it will come a fresh blood as it came now with more power mm-hmm. to uh, legalize the gay marriage or whatever you want to call it. Mm. I, I, Everyone should be... Like that's the first line in the constitution. Mm-hmm. Everyone's the, the same. Doesn't matter color, race, anything, religion. We are all the same. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that's uh, would be the next next step.
1: Well, hopefully uh, the up and coming politicians will realize that there's a demand there and that the the tides have turned, uh, and they want to get on the trend so that they can get forward. And that's the way I would I would think of it anyway. Yeah.
0: And then that's what you're gonna go with uh, dub dining, to try to be forefront of the creating recipes yeah i'd love to be yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, i'd love to be yeah it's just yeah it's finding the time um to do it you know i have full-time employment um as as well as other other things going on in the background so just finding the time to cook it's not only finding the time to cook with the cannabis but then once you consume the cannabis products then that's your time gone again you're not getting anything done after that so so it's not just cooking and making the cannabis food it's actually then consuming it and then having to
0: should Still get guinea pigs. That's exactly. said, yeah. you cook? I said, yes. here, yeah. try, try, try. <laughs> oh, fuck, it was too strong. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, uh, the first time I went to Amsterdam uh, to close that off, I had my friends, we went to a coffee shop, and, uh, and I said, no, no, I would not smoke. I was, like, literally working like crazy. And, and as I said before... Was, would ruin, it, ruin my day. Mm-hmm. And like I love to go to museums. I said, no, I don't want anything of that. I will get a cake. And I got the cake. I waste my fucking money. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> 15 years ago, 10 years was a lot. It was like you're you paying like 30 euros for, yeah, yeah. for a fucking cake. I swear <laughs> to God. And they said, just eat half uh, because if you never smoke anything, I said, okay. I had half and fucking nothing mm-hmm. happened. It's okay. Nonetheless, the guys got like one, just one joint. And we, we were about 10. So the guys got. The guys just did one puff. And keep going. And I was there standing, just looking at the guys. When I came to the last one, I looked at my friend. He was sitting. He was like that. <laughs> and I looked and said, what? <laughs> and I said, you know what? Thank you very much. I went across the road to go across the road. You know the Bowles Museum? Yeah. Yeah. I went there where I got that it. Cool, yeah. uh, that it better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went there. I had fun. Like for me, drinking is better because I know mm-hmm. where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, good luck. <laughs> but like, fuck, if it's strong like that, you give it to someone. See the guy melt, and I said, thank you. Melt into the couch. <laughs>
1: <you>. <laughs> so um, um, I would agree though know, with the with the brownies in Amsterdam. They're not very strong, but I have made them yeah? myself, and I will let you know the next time I make some because really? they, can, they can be very good. Really? yeah if you buy them in a touristy place you're gonna you're gonna get a touristy product Do you know right. what I mean yeah
0: like when I went to Amsterdam last time I, I anywhere I go not just Amsterdam
1: mm-hmm.
0: I avoid to go where uh, tourists go
1: yeah
0: I go where people like local people would eat
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the restaurants I went I passed the least after I have like a, <laughs> I'm you see I'm a little bit systematic and okay I, Organized, so you're gonna say spreadsheet in in uh, Excel. Times place to go, time to walk between A to B, (laughs) where to eat. There's so many places to eat there, and uh, that that that's where I went. I went to a place called Mr. and Miss Watson. Okay, it's plant based.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. My brother was there, and my brother is like typical Brazilian. Mm -hmm. If there's no meat in the plate, Mm -hmm. there's no food. Right. That's and it. And then we went there, <laughs> got him, I didn't say anything. His daughter do not eat vegetables. Right. And she was like that. Licking her fingers afterwards, so we got a phone go. Oh, fucking how amazing. Mm-hmm. Afterwards we went to the shop sell the cheese for them to go to buy cheese and we brought cheese, like blue cheese. I, I have to say, you taste blue cheese, you think it's blue cheese.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, it's amazing. But like it's amazing the food there just one last question here i have uh, what kind of uh, what's your favorite pasta protein uh, pasta that match with the protein co- combination what would it be for you
1: uh probably like what like kind a, of protein
0: would go with the pasta
1: like a beef ragu like i love making like a short a braised short rib ragu because there's, there's a little bit of technique to it it's not overly complicated um, and it takes a long time to cook. So not only do you get like a banging meal at the end of your eight hour cook yeah. time, your house smells incredible for the day <laughs> as well. So yeah, no, definitely like a, I usually do like a homemade pappardelle pasta mm. with ragu, with a beef ragu, braised, rib, uh, braised short rib ragu, and that would probably be my favorite protein combination with pasta. That's definitely. great. Yeah. Uh,
0: what, uh, what should be we should expect next now from uh, Dub Dining? Uh, in the future
1: yeah like i said like i said uh, definitely a bit more uh, infused cooking i've been saying it for ages to all of my friends and family and now i've said it to a podcast where there's going to be strangers listening so i've been held accountable <laughs> so oh, yeah. i have to i have to now step up and prove myself so definitely you can see in the next couple of months i would say um some cannabis infused meals other than that then at the moment i've only ever posted pictures from my phone yeah. so I would love to start taking it to the next level where I'm recording and yeah. doing reels and recipes um, like I don't particularly follow recipes that's why I don't bake I can't yeah. bake because it's too <laughs> specific I kind of get the gist of a recipe yeah. and then just throw my own twist in on it so yeah kind of just maybe just like typical recipes but throw my own little twist on them as well. That'd, That'd be great. Cannabis related, you know, but you need to
0: write it down the recipes you make. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, that, yeah? yeah? Because in the future when they legalise hear my recipe book if you want to hear yeah, I'll <laughs> never proven. remember off the top of my head like <laughs> 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 that's great. Um Connor, uh, it was great to have you in. Uh and And now a big thanks uh, for our sponsor today. Our sponsor is Foodcast. Do you want to promote your brand or product in an effective way, direct to our public? Check our website, social media and all products and services we provide. Contact us for more information. This is Foodcast, where you promote your brand and more. How people can reach you? Um, People can reach me
1: on my Instagram page. Like I said, I don't have a a personal page. for my own reasons but I have uh, the cooking page where you can find me it's dub underscore dining um, and you can feel free to tag me in, in that as well, so people oh, yeah, can yeah. find me. Yeah,
0: that's, that's me. no
1: problem. Um, I want to thank you very much for having me. I, when I set the page up, I never ever thought I'd do something like this. Uh, that's so great. This is an absolute trip for me. This has been this has been a great no, experience. No. Uh, muy obrigado.
0: Ah, do nada. no, that's <laughs> the idea. Like foodcast, is all about that is get the food community become like a hub where uh, connect to other uh, contenders, influencers, mm-hmm. uh, in one big family and. Create this, yeah. you know, where we can exchange knowledge and go in that direction. I think that's the part of food. Food is all about sit around the table and eat. Definitely. And let's say foodcast is the table. I love that's it. The idea, I love it. Um, thank you for, um, I think to listen or watch, and don't forget to smash that like, follow, and share button. This is foodcast where you listen to your podcast and more.
1: silver thank you so much man That that was great I really enjoyed that